What's going on, Hardliners? Welcome to His Hardline for another episode of 1% with Him. Remember, every day we need to spend at least minimum 15 minutes with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Dig a little bit in the Bible and spend a little time in prayer, you know what I mean? If you can't do that, just join us here at His Hardline. We'll get it done. Drop. And don't forget to check out our website, www.hisheartline.com. We're happy to have you. Let's get started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you're at in the world. Glad to have you here. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side because they are in charge. They are the host. They are the boss. They're the CEO. They're the executor. I mean, they're everything. I can't really explain much further than that. And uh, therefore, they are at the wheel. So they are steering this ship through these crazy chaotic waters that we call life. So glad to have you. It is November 9th. The day after election, 2022, it is Wednesday. We are going to be joined by our friend Randy. I think finally Podbean has maybe fixed their stuff. I put him on mute for a moment. Um, we're going to have him join us after the reading. Um, finally, it's working. Yesterday, I tried adding Karen the Riveter when I had Destry and Donna on. I figured, you know, it'd be fun to have her on too. And for some reason, Podbean, we're like, nah, I think we're good with just two, two co-hosts. Uh, we're not going to have Karen on because I did not see her on my board. It, so Podbean's like got a mind of its own. So I don't know. But anyway, but we do have Randy, which is awesome. I'm glad it's working. I'm glad we'll be able to have him on. Super excited about that. And uh, he'll be able to tell you, you know, some of the merchandise that we'll be able to make. And, you know, be quite honest with you, I haven't been really even thinking about that because I have so many other things in my mind. But I want him to be able to do him. And we're going to talk about some of that here in a little bit. But it is, like I said. The day after election. And I know people are freaking out. I know people are, I've been seeing text all day. I've been seeing messages all day. Uh, people are PO'd. I get it. And some of those videos I was putting out on TikTok, I mean, well, the one video now has reached almost 34,000 views in just the last 24 hours, more than 24 hours now. It's probably been more close to like 36 hours. But People keep saying, well, Jason, you said that don't be surprised if the elections get canceled. What happened, man? What happened, bro? They're stealing it. Okay. I said, don't be surprised if the elections get canceled. Now, I never said at what point those elections get canceled. And I did make sure that I was clear. I clarified myself. I put another video out saying, look, when I said... Don't be surprised if the elections get canceled. That's not to say that we weren't going to be able to get to the polls. Now, we all went to the polls, me including. We all casted our ballot. We all put our vote out there, right? But now, because you got to remember one thing. Has anything changed since 2020? No. The machines are still the same machines. In fact, when my ballot got submitted... It took a long time to process. My wife, too. There was a lot of local precincts in our state that ran out of ballots. And I heard that was kind of a similar story in a lot of different precincts around the nation. 
I heard that there were some precincts that were giving out felt tipped pens, not just sharp, not Sharpie markers, but felt tipped pens. Dearborn, Michigan was one of them. I was hearing just, I was hearing so many different things there. Listen, here's the thing. Bottom line, doesn't matter what happened. There was a barrage of crap that happened that made it fraudulent and illegal. I'm going to tell you right now, the reason Donna is not freaking out about all this, Donna Brandenburg, who, by the way, if somebody of you, you know, don't know who she is or you were under a rock for a while and she is our tech, she is a candidate running for governor here in Michigan, running underneath the taxpayer party. She's not under the Republican banner. She's not under the Democrat banner. She's not under the Libertarian banner or the Green Party. She is a constitutionalist. She is pretty much the only one that I know of that has an accepted PAC money, political action committee money, is not has not paid to play, if you will, with the establishment. She is completely lawful. Let me tell you something. The culmination of people getting pissed off is, has to increase more. And as more people start finding out more and more, I think we're going to see that. And like I said, pay attention to what happened in Brazil and add that on steroids. We'll see that in this nation. And then therefore, we're going to see a military oversight. So again, back to my original statement that I made on these TikTok videos. Do not be surprised if the elections get canceled. Okay, we already casted our ballot. The elections are over. Are they? No, they're not. The elections technically aren't over because we really haven't had any official answers on a lot of on a lot of uh, races yet. Now, sure, Tudor Dixon went and, you know, conceded like a coward. But again, you got to remember, she was placed there to lose against Whitmer. Donna Brandenburg, as far as Michigan goes, has not conceded. Now, you may be listening to this podcast and you might be in a different state and you might be wondering, well, why the hell do I care about Donna Brandenburg? Well, I'm going to tell you right now. Again, I've said this all summer. I've said this all summer. Watch Michigan. Watch what happens toward the end of the year. And what what two months did I say? November, December. Watch what happens. It's going to get ugly. And I'm not saying that because I'm excited for it. I'm saying that to prepare you. It's going to get ugly. We had another 2022.0 just that happened right underneath our noses. We all knew it. Donna knew it. The people in the know, like myself, we knew it. People in the assembly, they know it. We knew what was about to happen. We're going to get our wish eventually, like very soon, eventually, like very, very soon. And, you know, it's funny. And this is one of the reasons why, you know, I I disabled the comments on TikTok because there's so many people on the first video that got banned because apparently it was unauthenticated, couldn't, you know, which is BS. I could have definitely showed proof of everything that I was saying in that video. I actually appealed that with TikTok. I never heard back, of course. But here's the thing. We know what's going to happen. The military is going to provide oversight. The, 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 the elections are so riddled with fraud, it's going to be canceled. It's going to be considered null and void. But see, here's the thing. People have to get pissed off enough. They have to see the fraud more and more. It's going to get to the point where people... See, oh, back to what I was originally saying, though. This is one of the reasons why I stopped. I, I, I deactivated comments on TikTok because I was seeing for, you know, comments on the first video before it got canceled. People were saying, oh, this is BS. This is BS, man. You're full of crap. Here's another hopium, you know, pusher. You know, here's what I say to these people. If you're listening to this podcast and you're coming from the TikTok, you know, group, 
And you're like, ah, this Jason over his hard line, he's just another hopium BS pusher. Okay. I'm just going to say this because I'm not going to sit here and defend myself to anybody. I don't have to. I know what's coming. So whether you want to believe me or not, that's your own thing. That's your own life. I'm not going to sit here and tell you you have to believe me. Don't care if you believe me. I don't care if you call me a conspiracy theorist. I don't care if you call me a hopium pusher. Don't care. Again, this is one of the reasons why God put me in this position, pushed me to do this position, because he knows I don't give a shit, excuse my language, on this beautiful Bible podcast, but he knows I don't care what other people think. The judgment of others does not ring any differently from one person to the next in my soul. You know what rings very, very... Sound and What's going on, Hart? Oh, my Lord. You know, this is it. Podbean, hearing me, you did not fix the. The problem. Getting issues. Uh, I tell you, I my 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 hand was completely. the keyboard and I'm seeing it's interesting I'm actually looking at my uh, pond being, um, what do you want to call it? Platform signal string. Things on the bottom, it's saying it's staying, it's remaining in pull. Or condition. Can you God's call uh, run on machine? Well, see if I can me. Huh? Can you hear me all right, you, Randy? Yes. Oh, there you yes. are. Now I hear you. That's it. Oh. That is it. How's it sounding now? I can only hear about every fifth word you say. Wow. Okay. Huh. Yeah, boy, these people, man, they don't want uh they don't want me saying anything, do they? Uh, absolutely not. 
but you can hear me now, right? Like now that we're chatting. Yes. Now I can hear you. That is interesting. Okay. Now hold on a second. So Ron, can you hear me? All right. He's the one with the raccoon six, um, uh, call sign here. Let's see if he uh, responds back before I continue on. Cause I want to do the reading, but it's like, if this is going to be stupid, I might as well just save the reading for tomorrow. And, or let's see here. He says, yes, he can hear me. Well, we're going to, I guess we're going to roll with it. We're going to see if, uh, I can do the reading here. Let's, let's do this because now it's saying it's staying in excellent. This is very, this is very compelling, huh? But you can hear me all right though, Randy. Yes. Yes. Definitely. All right. Well, let's do this. Um, I'm going to get right into the, in the reading real quick. Let's see. Isaiah seven. And this is one that I did the other day that it didn't, it didn't save. So, <laughs> so it's 25 verses. So let's get into reading real quick. And then, uh, hopefully, hopefully it doesn't, uh, glitch out. Um, man, this, this is so bittering, but you know, it goes to show you how over the target we are. Okay. Yes, yes. So Isaiah chapter 7, New American Standard Bible, it reads, Now it came about in the days of Ahaz, the son of Jotham, the son of Uzziah, king of Judah, that risen, the king of Aram and Pekah, that the son of Ramaliah, king of Israel, went up to Jerusalem to wage war against it, but could not conquer it. And when it was reported to the house of David, saying, The Aramean, the Arameans have taken a stand by Ephraim. His heart and the hearts of his people shook as the trees of the forest shake from the wind. Then the Lord said to Isaiah, Go out now to meet Ahaz, you and your son Shir Jashub, and the end of the conduit of the upper pool on the road to the fuller's field, and say to him, Take care and be calm. Have no fear and do not be faint-hearted because of these two stumps of the smoldering logs on account of the fierce anger of Rizan and Aram and the son of Ramalia, because Aram with Ephraim and the son of Ramalia has planned evil against you, saying, Let's go up against Judah and terrorize it and take it for ourselves by assault and set up the son of Tabil as king in the midst of it. This is what the Lord God says. It shall not stand, nor shall it come to pass, for the head of Aram is Damascus. And the head of Damascus is resin. And now within another 65 years, Ephraim will be broken into pieces so that it is no longer a people. And the head of Ephraim is Samaria. And the head of Samaria is the son of Ramalia. And if you will not believe, you certainly shall not last. Then the Lord spoke again to Ahaz, saying, Again, ask for a sign for yourself from the Lord for your God. Make it deep as Sheol or high as heaven. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, nor will I put the Lord to test. Then he said, listen now, house of David, is it too trivial a thing for you to try to try the patience of men that you will try the patience of my God as well? Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and she will name him Emmanuel. He will eat curds and honey at the time. He knows enough to refuse evil and choose good. For before the boy knows enough to refuse evil and choose good, the land whose two kings you dread will be abandoned. The Lord will bring unto you, on your people and on your father's house, such days as have not come since the day of Ephraim, separated from Judah, the days of the king of Assyria. And on that day, the Lord will whistle for the fly that is in the remotest part of the canals of Egypt and for the bee that is in the land of Assyria. 
They will all come and settle on the steep ravines, on the ledges of the cliffs, on all the thorn bushes, and in all the watering places. And on that day, the Lord will shave with a razor, hired from regions beyond the Euphrates River, that is with the king of Assyria, the head of the hair of the legs, and it will also remove the beard. Now on that day, a person may keep alive only a heifer and a pair of sheep, and because of the abundance of the milk produced, he will eat curds, for everyone who is left within the land will eat curds and honey. And it will come about on the day that every place where there used to be a thousand vines valued at a thousand shekels of silver will become briars and thorns. And people will come there with bows and arrows because all the land will be briars and thorns. As for all the hills which used to be cultivated with the plow, you will not go there for fear of briars and thorns but they will become a place for pasturing oxen and sheep to trample and that is the whole reading of isaiah chapter 7 verses 1 through 25 let me just take a quick peek it looks like i still see an excellent uh signal strength that's good so again as i always tell people i like getting my summaries and, and um, um oh what do you want to call it um commentary from different sites. I usually reference BibleRef.com. And then there's another one I found, which is really good. I love this ministry, MelissaBeatty.com. It's M-E-L-I-S-S-A-B-E-A-T-Y. She has a beautiful way of putting together commentary. Lord knows if I try putting together commentary, you guys would probably all unfollow this channel and walk away. So I like to reference the good work of other people. In fact, I got to find some donation buttons because I feel like I need to donate to some of these ministries because I am reading their devotionals. So what she writes on this whole subject on Isaiah chapter seven, as far as uh, mercy on the ungodly. So she writes four generations removed from revival. Ahaz king of Judah dives head first back into idolatry. And he made his children pass through the fire, built groves for worship of false gods and saw no problem in taking God's treasure out of the temple to make room for an altar to a God from Damascus. And he also replaced the brazen altar made for sacrifices to God with an idol image. Yet God had mercy on Jerusalem during his time, protecting Judah from Pekah and Assyria. Why would God spare Ahaz? Why would he fight for Ahaz? Now, back in 2 Samuel chapter 7, verses 8 through 17, God promised David that his mercy would not depart from his house. And God was still honoring that promise in centuries after David had passed on. Now, how many prayers, and this is what's amazing to me. I'm just reading this a second time because the first one didn't take, but this still amazes me as I read it. How many prayers will God honor after we die? And, you know, I never thought about that, about prayers being honored even after we die. It's like, you know, our prayer should be still fulfilled if we put it forth while we're still here on earth. And just because we die doesn't mean the prayers die. It just means that, you know, they get fulfilled in God's own timing. And I never thought about that. I'm like, that's actually really profound. And so she continues to write that we may never see God move on that special prayer request in our lifetime, but God is faithful and God is true and he will always keep his promise. So keep praying on. I mean, and to, and to that note, I want to add to that. We think about our founding fathers when they when they when they founded this nation, United States of America. And how many of them had the secret prayer that they 
uttered, you know, to God in, in, in the privacy of their own home or in, in the solitude of just their own presence. Right. And they, they pray to God saying, you know, Lord, I really want to see this nation finally be free. Now, remember, if, if that was such a prayer that was uttered out of the lips of one of those founding fathers, we're talking over 250, 60, 70 years ago, depending. And we very well, wait, excuse me, we very well may see that prayer, if it was uttered by one of them, and I'm sure it was, we may very well see that prayer being fulfilled once and for all here in the coming few weeks here. And that right there is so profound. And that was 200 plus years outside of his lifetime. And so it just goes to show you that our prayer, even though we die, our prayer does not die with us. Now, in this next section where it says, are you an ox or a cow? And I love this. So God concludes his prophecy with the statement that the hills that shall be digged will be for the standing forth of oxen and for the treading of lesser cattle. Now, the ox works and the lesser cattle grazes. So if those who do not work of God or who do not do the work of God are considered lesser cattle, I want to always be, and this is what she's saying, I want to always be doing the work for which God has called me. Same here. I'd rather be the ox. I don't want to be the grazer. I would hate to meet Jesus at the end of my life and have him be ashamed of me and call me a lesser cattle. <laughs> yeah, me too. And so Jesus told us, take up your cross. And that's stated in Matthew 16, 24. Take up your cross. While we are saved by faith, yes, each of us is gifted with and expected to act on a unique ability. We all have a gift that God gave us. We need to make sure we do not squander it. And so for me, that means teaching God's word. For you, it may be a stay-at-home mom. It may be a baker, a volunteer, construction worker. But whatever your unique gift and calling is, let every man abide in the same calling wherein he was called. Just don't be a grazer only. Be an ox. I love what she wrote there because... You know, and Randy, you could probably speak to this. You just, you 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 said you do Bible study, right? Every every uh, is it every day or every week at eight a.m.? Uh, I do my own, but I do I do uh, a Bible study with my church on Wednesday evenings. Oh, that's really cool that you do that. That's really cool. Yeah, I like what she says in her commentary. You know, be an ox, don't be a grazer, because we you know we all are given. You're right. You know, we're all given that unique ability, that unique gift that God puts in us that we all have to dig deep inside for. And what she is portraying here in her in her summary of Isaiah seven was, you know, don't let that gift go to waste. And, you know, you want to make sure, yeah, we're all saved by faith, but we also need to make sure that we use that unique gift that God gave us to to help expand his kingdom. Yeah, I liked what she put there. I really do. I like I said, what about picking up your cross? Yes, yes. So many, so many people this day, I, I feel we've been dumbed down by the TV tubes, you know. Uh, there's so much going on in the world, yet so many people want to keep their heads buried in the sand and not realize it. Yeah, they want to have that, uh, what is it, um, I've read this somewhere and I like the term, it was like ostrich, ostrich head effect or ostrich syndrome or something where they just bury their head in the sand. Right, right. As you know, and be, about it, then it's not happening, you know. 
Yeah, and, and that's just that's just the thing. Like like I said, I, I I know I've said this before in previous shows, but you know I have a neighbor across the street, and you know he's a conservative. He's voted for Trump, but you know, like I said, he's he's steered away from hanging out with me for a while there because I, I think I was laying down too much truth, and I don't think he liked that because it was giving him so much anxiety. And he actually admitted to me one day. This was like a summer ago, last summer, not this summer, but last summer. Um, my wife and daughter were in Florida visiting my mom, and I was up here. And so I was having a bonfire in the backyard and he comes strolling back there and say, Hey man, sorry, I haven't been hanging around, you know, for a while. I'm like, that's fine. You know, no big deal. Look, that's the joy of being a loner and not really feeling like I need companionship all the time. I'm perfectly fine with my own company. (laughs) You know, I mean, I I traveled on the road for five years, hotel to hotel. I am perfectly fine being on my own. Like I've learned that about myself, but he told me though, he goes, you know, the reason I haven't hung out with you is because, you know, um, just some of the stuff that you've been trying to pour out at me, it's just been giving me major anxiety. And I just told him flat out, I said, look, brother, man, I am sorry. I said, like, I'm sorry that it's given, given you anxiety. I said, but I'm not going to be sorry for trying to spread truth. I said, because what I'm telling you is 100% truth. I'm not making this up. I said, but just because you want to try to ignore it, it doesn't make it that doesn't make it not a fact, you know? Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And, and, and so many people just want to ignore so many things. And because they ignore it or they decline it, so in their world, their reality, it's not fact. It's like, no, I'm pretty sure that's not how that works. <laughs> and, and, you know, there's a, a lot of Christians that, that feel the same way. Yes. Yes, indeed. You know, they, so they stay in their church and in their little community where they can talk God and nobody. Uh, challenges on it or anything and that's sad yeah i was just having this conversation actually with my mom earlier um because she was asking me you know what's going on with donna like what you know because like did you talk to her today i'm like yeah yeah yeah, i did and she's like well what's going on i'm like well what's going on is exactly what we've been telling everybody and we've already anticipated i said she's not losing any sleep she's not freaking out about anything the fact of the matter is this it was known the election was going to get stolen. We're going to see fraud. People are going to continue to get PO'd. It's going to finally, you know, culminate to an event where people are going to start taking to the streets in a very stupid way once they start realizing just how deep the fraud is. And that is the very point where we're going to see the military step in, not because they're doing a coup, but because, like I said, they're going to be upholding their oath by the people in general assembly who put out what's called the 21 requisition orders and they're going to uphold their oath and basically do what Brazil is doing right now. The military in Brazil, they're going to redo elections, make sure they're lawful, make sure the people's voice is truly heard without any type of manipulation. But God forbid you give that kind of factual advice, you know, data or, or, you know, commentary to somebody to look at you like you're nuts. Well, they don't see it on the news. You absolutely don't see the news covering that. You to see that kind of stuff. Oh yeah. CNN doesn't say it. So it must be not true. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I watch NBC, NBC. They don't say nothing about that. You guys are crazy. That's just it. You know, like I had my boss the other day, I was talking about assembly stuff and I forgot how it got brought up. Oh, that's how it got brought up. So he asked me, this was interesting. And he asked me, he goes, so, so who do you think Biden's going to run against? 
And like, I was super confused. I, I looked at him and I kind of cocked my head off to the side. I'm like, what? He goes, well, who do you think, who do you think Biden's going to run against? I'm like, are you talking 2022 or 2024? Like what the hell are you Cause Biden ain't running for shit this, right now. Like he's not running for anything. Excuse my language. He's not running for anything right now. And he's like, no, for 2024. I'm like, okay. I'm like, first off, I said, I hope I have freedom to speak, you know, cause you, you, you're bringing up a question that's not really work related. So hopefully I got freedom to speak without offending you. He goes, Oh no, 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 go ahead. I said, okay. I said, and I, I know where he stands. He's conservative. Right. Okay. And yeah. I told him, I'm like, the fact that you're asking that question is the wrong question at the wrong time. I said, because here's the reason, or here's the thing. I said, first off, Biden's not president. I said, if you can't see that, I, I have nothing else for you to talk about. I said, there's that. Okay. I said, but let's just say on the, let's just say on the, um, in your world, your reality, okay, Biden's president. So you're now you're asking this question, question, who's he going to run against? That's a really a moot point. Okay. I said, because here's the thing was 2020 fixed. Well, no, of course it wasn't. I said, so guess what's going to happen here in the midterms for 2022. And he kind of looked at me kind of weird. He goes, well, what's going to happen? I said, well, if I told you, you're going to look at me like I'm full of crap. He goes, well, I'm curious. Indulge me. I said, okay, we're going to, we're going to see crap on a scale of, of theft and fraud. Like we've never seen before. That's going to be on steroids of that of 2020. He goes, okay, well then what? I said, well, then what's going to end up happening is that a certain circum, you know, set of events are going to occur. And then we're going to end up seeing a military oversight where we actually have true elections 120 days out. So that'll take us into March of 2023 and we'll actually have solid elections. Now, if you look back in the day in history, we actually used to do elections. I think if I recall correctly, elections used to take place in April and then they took, then they got pushed back to March. And then at one point, I think they were in January and then somehow now we're, we've landed to do elections in November. I don't know how that's happened, but, but I told him, I said, we're going to end up seeing military oversight in these fraudulent elections. He goes, okay, how do you know all this? I said, okay. And I, I, I tried to tell him a little bit about the assembly and he looked at me, he goes, well, this sounds like pretty much conspiracy. I said, listen, I don't care what you think it is. I said, I don't care what you think it is or what you think of me or what you say about me. I said, all I'm going to tell you is keep your eyes wide open, my friend. I said, and I mean this with respect, you're going to come to me when all this, when these events take place, you're going to come to me like I'm a freaking prophet, which I'm not, I'm not a prophet, but I just happen to know a few more facts than you do. And because I saw documentation and, and, and papers and things like that, that, that show what's being set forward, you're just going to, you're going to be, your mind's going to be blown and you're going to come to me and you're going to ask a thousand questions. I said, but for me to give you a one-on-one -on -one remedial course on what the assembly is, I'm like, I can't, I don't, I can't do that in like 20 minutes. I said, that's something that you and I are going to have to sit down over a few beers and about three, four hours of time. And that is not even enough time. And he's like, really? I said, yes, yeah. it's a lot. But back to like what you're saying, if it's not on the mainstream boob tube news, CNN, Fox, NBC, ABC, and all those other alphabet networks, it's not real to these people. Absolutely. Absolutely. People don't think for themselves anymore. No. I mean, Destry was even saying, I talked to him, um, I think, well, he was saying yesterday, and this blew my mind. He was saying that, he goes, you know, after the dust settles, like fully, he goes, before people even realize that, like, the real deep sleepers realize what happened, it'll be 20 years have gone by before people realize that a, a change, a societal change has occurred. 
And when he said that, I was like, whoa, I'm like, really? He goes, oh, yeah. He goes, it'll be many years before some of the very, very sleepy people that denied these facts start to really realize in their later years in adulthood just exactly what has finally taken place. I mean, I can't imagine to be those people. Yeah, that's sad. That's sad. I mean, you think about that. That's that that breaks my heart that people are going to be that stupid. Yeah, naive, naive. Yeah, it really is. Well, I mean, listen, the Bible did say stupid. You know, people. Some people were stupid in the Bible. I think it was somewhere in Proverbs. So I, I'll say <laughs> some some people can be stupid. But but then again, though, uh, to to other people, and listen, I. I I've been naive to a lot of things too. I mean, you don't know what you don't know. So I'm not going to fault people for not knowing what they don't know. But what I will do is if I sat here pounding the drum in your ear saying, Hey, wake up, dude, here's what's happening. Boom, 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 boom. And I'm trying to tell you not once or twice or three or four or five times, but eight, eight, nine, 10 times. And then you want to go and disappear for a few months and not hang out with me and then come back and say, Hey man, sorry, I didn't hang out with you. Um, you're just a little too nuts for my liking, but you know, uh, okay. Um, all right. I'll tone down the crazy talk according to you. But when then all this stuff finally comes out, I'm just trying to warn you. Your reality is going to be shattered and you are going to be in a mega super depressed state of mind. And Absolutely. I'm just trying to help people avoid that because Katie and I and Ron, you probably went through this, right? I mean, we went through about three or four months of grief because once we started realizing what was going on, we, we were like, man, this world is not what we thought it was. I mean, what about you? Did you go through that, too? Oh, absolutely. I, I worked with a guy that, you know, years ago, he was beating this drum and everybody thought he was crazy. And now you sit back and you say, wow, you know, this guy was way before his time, you know, that he figured it out. Yeah. My mom said the same thing about me. She's like, you know, she goes, you know, <laughs> she goes, there are some things I remember you talking about, Jason, years ago, like 9, 10, 12, you know, 11, 12 years ago. And all my family, they all thought I was crazy. They they all thought I was some far right, crazy loon. And now all these events since 2020 occurred and people started waking up. Like my mom even flat out said, she goes, I remember you talking about this. Or I remember you talking about that. I'm like, yeah, I'm not looking so stupid and nuts now, huh? You know? well, it's, it's hard for me to imagine that people don't look at the things that are going on in the world since Trump has exposed a lot in this day and age with the, with the pedophilia and the abortion after birth. And you know, that that's, that's not abortion. That's murder. Let's call it what it is. Mm-hmm. By the way, did, did Rita say anything about the vote they was taking out there in California? Um, you know, I haven't seen or uh, talked to her or messaged her or anything like that. I'm curious myself. Hell, I, you know, be honest with you, I don't even know what's going on with Proposition 3, which is pretty much a similar fashion type of, you know, extreme, you know, thing in Michigan. Because um, like I said, I've been staying off social media. My wife and I, we were just running errands and I've just been trying to stay away from media all together today because I knew it'd be just stupid, you know. And I was like, do I really want to feed into it? So I just called, like I said, I called Donna and said, okay, it's a real quick, give me a synopsis. What's going on? She goes, eh, not much. I'm like, okay, that's, that's good. And then like, if you're not worried, I'm not worried. She goes, no, you know, what's happening. And I said, yeah, I know. She goes, so we just got to wait for it. I'm like, all right, yeah, that makes sense. 
but yeah, you know, and, and I wonder, uh, I may be off the hook here, but you know, uh, maybe God is, is, is showing us Christians something too. You know, uh, you, you sit back, you let this happen. Now you're going to suffer a little bit and realize what you, you really did let go here. Yep. No, absolutely. You know, it's crazy on a whole other note here. I'm hearing my computer like I, I was because I got my headphones on, which monitors the show. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm hearing my fan. Yeah, I'm hearing my fan, my processing fan going berserk right now, which pr- would explain why it started slowing down. And you guys were kind of hearing bits and pieces. But like I'm looking at the dashboard here, the signal strength that is still remaining at excellent strength. What's interesting is Destry was telling me, he, you know, when I put out a couple of these TikTok videos, like I said, two of them got really big hits. One of them is still going. It didn't even get shut down yet. When I was talking about General Douglas MacArthur, um, that's now almost at 34,000 views in the last 30 hours. Now, he was telling me, he goes, I want you to know, he goes, just FYI, he goes, the military is listening to you. I said, what? I said, so what are you trying to tell me? Do I need to watch what I'm saying? Because I don't want to like spill spill something out i'm not supposed to he goes no 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 he goes what i'm trying to tell you is that they're listening because whenever they they if there's something that's being put out about them of them taking orders by the people via the uh 21 requisitions that helps their image when they have to come and provide oversight for the elections because then the crazy loony lefties won't con- you know they'll have no leg to stand on and try to call it a military coup Right. And I said, right. okay. He goes, so he goes, believe it or not, he goes, you're getting a lot of attention from the military community. He goes, so keep doing what you're doing. Keep pushing out those videos on TikTok. And, you know, here's something else, which was nuts. I said, Destry, I said, you know, it's crazy. I've been doing this podcast now, nine going on 10 months. I said, collectively between all the shows, it just finally has reached 35,000 downloads collectively among all the shows. And like, I don't know, 400 and some odd uh, followers to the channel. I said, just one stupid video I did garnered like almost 1,400 new followers and like 34,000 views on one video. I said, dude, that happened in one day. I said, I said, TikTok's more productive than freaking Podbean. (laughs) (laughs) He goes, yeah. Well, that's that's God working. Yeah, it really is. It really is. I mean, at at the end of the day, I just want people to know what the National Assembly is. And he's going to be going on Friday. He's flying out somewhere in the Northwest and he's going to be assembling a state. They'll have their public notice, uh, you know, ready to go rocking and rolling by Monday. Um, Then once that rebuttal period concludes, we'll have that state as a 15th state. And I'm going to tell you right now, the other uh, 35 states, it's not going to be an issue. With what's coming, getting the other 35 states is not going to be an issue. Because here's the thing people don't realize. Dear, and I asked Destry this. I said, you know what I thought about Destry? He goes, what? I said, how many other Donna Brandenburgs are out there that we don't know about? Because in our own state, the media does not cover her. I said, so That's if they don't, you know, if, if they don't cover her here, how, are there 49 other Donna Brandenburgs in the other 49 states? You know what I mean? Yeah. Or absolutely. I, I agree with you 100%. I find it absolutely absurd that, that Donna only got, what, 3,000 and some votes? Oh, she and, got more than that. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah, I know she got more than that because when you look at her real numbers and cause like I said, she's got a tech team. I'm pretty certain she's got the military that actually, you know, the cybersecurity because remember cybersecurity and with the national guard was deployed in 14 different States. Michigan was not one of them, but, I guarantee you they're watching very closely at these numbers, but they were also watching engagements of people leading up to election day. How many people are, 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 um, clicking on her website and, and watching her shows because they're suppressing the numbers so heavily. I mean, she was this past week. I think if I recall the number correctly, she was saying they got like 150 impression, excuse me, 150 million impressions online just this week this past week alone i said wow it doubled than what it used than it was in previous weeks so and i can only imagine she's getting that information from a higher up source which i would imagine is a cybersecurity type of team within the military right you know because again they are under orders to do all of this that's why trump was able to win because they the, the the naval intelligence unrigged unrigged the machines in 2016, and then I get the argument from people like, yeah, well, what about 2020, Jason? So that's bullshit crap. Well, okay, it's like Dave on X22 keeps saying, this is the biggest thing in world history that we are seeing unfold before our eyes. If you're going to mount up evidence against these criminals, you have to let them do these crimes so you can catch them. Oh, absolutely. I mean. We cannot even fathom what it would take to take the whole world down like they're trying to. When that's just it, you just said something key right there. The whole world, there's a whole world of corruption, but yet there's so many people out there that want to be like, oh, boo-hoo, you know, how come this isn't being done by now? You know, how come this, you know, Jason, how come this, that, right? Or they, they go on other podcasts and they cry, you know, they cry and they whine. And look, I get it. It's frustrating. I want to see results too. I'm a results-driven guy. I think you want to yeah. see results. Ron wants yeah. to see results. Everybody wants to see results. But we didn't, we didn't get here overnight. We got here with over hundreds and hundreds, heck, even over a thousand years of corruption by these satanic evil Satanists, and this whole thing of pedophilia if people would just read their old testament in the bible would realize that this is nothing new under the sun no you're right god's god saw this stuff long before it existed here right now yep you're exactly you know, right and 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 so like that, that's why like i love what scott says on bards fm when those people finally wake up, like, well, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Well, well, here's, here's, here's what you should do. Here's a Bible. Start with Genesis. And when you get to revelation, then come and then we'll talk. (laughs) You know, because that's exactly what it is. I like what Ron said. It's a movie, my nightmare on Pennsylvania Avenue. Yes, it it is. It exactly is. It exactly is. It, It is a nightmare on Pennsylvania Avenue, you know? And so, but it's, you know, you know, no, this is this is this is greater than Republican versus Democrat. This is this is evil and, and good and it's worldwide. You know, we we don't understand that. Yeah. And the problem does not get fixed with a silver bullet overnight. No, you're right. It, it's not a movie. It, I mean, it's like a movie, but yeah, it's it's, it's incredible. I can't imagine taking it all on. No. And it's, you know, that's why Destry was trying to tell me the other day on a private conversation. He said, buddy, just enjoy the journey. He goes, the destination, the final destination is coming. He goes, I I know what destination you're looking for. It's the same one that I'm waiting for too. It's going to come. He goes, but in the meantime, 
enjoy the process, enjoy the journey. He goes, because you're going to have such a hell of a story for your kid, for your daughter and your future grandkids. He goes, you're going to have such a story to tell. We all are everyone, not, not just everyone, everyone that's in the know, everyone that's been paying attention, whether if you're in the assembly or not, whether if you're military or not, everyone's going to have a very beautiful, unique story to tell of how we entered into the thousand years of peace. Yes. It's, it's, it's a scary time, but at the same time, it's, it's pretty neat that we're alive and chosen ones to fight this battle. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do something here just because, you know, I think it's fun. I'm going to, so hopefully this works, Ron, I'm going to invite you as a speaker too. Let's see if this works. Cause yesterday I tried adding Karen. Hey, can you hear us Ron? Yeah. Hey, what's going on? Yeah, you can probably hear my dog barking in the background. One of them is oh, upset about it's, something. It's all good. <laughs> so you said you could elaborate more yeah. on something. Go for it. Yeah. Okay. Something that a lot of people don't have, or don't understand or realize is that all this has to be played out, but it has to be to the point that everybody has to suffer to mm-hmm. a certain point that it changes their way of thinking. I mean, we have an inflation right now, gas prices through the roof, food's going up, some places food's getting a little scarce. But that's because the government controls the commerce. They control mm-hmm. all the commerce. Anything and everything that goes on, just like with Biden, he's fighting with the railroads right now and saying, you know, we're going to have a diesel shortage. Well, we wouldn't have a diesel shortage if that fool would turn the day on gas lines back on. Mm-hmm. That's because diesel is a byproduct, the first byproduct out of fuel oil, okay, is diesel. Mm-hmm. Then it's gasoline. Yep. And there is no shortage of oil anywhere in the world. That's the thing that people don't understand. There has never been a shortage of oil in the world. We have so many. If, if people Googled and got down close on the Google Maps and looked at all the Dagon oil wells that they have in every state. I personally talked to a guy the other day from my hometown where I grew up at, where I seen oil wells always pumping. And I asked him, say, man, have they, have they ever capped off them wells and shut them down because they weren't putting anything out? I said, no, they're still running. They've been running for about 60 years. Wow. This is in Indiana. This is in Indiana. It's not a fossil fuel. They put a fossil fuel name on it back in the 20s so that it could make some kind of a statement about how they were going to control things later on. And people don't realize that. Everything that's going on right now has to play through. And yeah, people are going to die in wartime. You have collateral damage as well as targeted damage. No, sure. When it comes down to it, and like I put in there earlier, everybody's going to suffer. How you prepare is how well you're going to suffer. 
Yes. Because if you're not right with your maker, if you're not right with your fellow human beings, you're going to burn in hell. Yep. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. And, you know, there's some people don't want to even hear that. They're like, well, you know, the fact that somebody would say, I've heard, I've heard, I've heard, you know, other podcasters say, well, you know, the fact that, you know, somebody says, well, this is war, you know, and people are going to die. That's BS. And it's like, no, it's not BS. And this is coming from other people that have seen war that were served in the, you know, that have served in the military. But here's the thing. The bottom line is we can't get through this period in time and save every single individual at the end of the day first off natural order of life is life and is birth and death so death always happens but if yeah. it's if it's um uh, what's the word if it's expedited because they happen to just decided to have more faith in pharmaceuticals and get that stupid covid shot and they happen to die about i don't know 50 60 years prematurely than when when they should have well, that's on them. They decided to put faith in pharmaceuticals rather than God and the perfect immune system that he gave us. Well, you, yeah. you know, well, it's people, something you know, about people having to go through hard times. My goodness, I don't know if you guys received the Chicago news or not. Mm -mm. Those poor people are living in fear every day. Mm -hmm. yeah. Little kids being shot that are out playing in the yard and, and uh, grandmothers that you know, they had a lady on here the other night. Um, her husband was a, a World War II vet. He passed away. She lives alone. She shuts her lights off, pulls her curtains at 6 o'clock every evening and hides in her bedroom on the floor in fear of getting shot. Mm. In America. Yeah. I mean, come on. Come on. Well, the, thing, the thing that people don't realize is we've been in World War III for at least 40, 50 years. Oh, I believe it. Ever since, ever since this started back in the sixties, when I grew up, we didn't lock our doors. We slept with our right. windows open. Nobody crawled through the window to get no. at us. No, no. But nowadays, you have to have bars on your windows, and you triple lock your doors. And some people, I've seen pictures where people have got five or six deadbolts on their door. You know, they got a security door up, and it's because they're in fear of their life because they're local government won't let them have a defensive and we all know that most of the police don't work for us they work for the 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 politicians and judges because all they are is security force for the dagon politicians they're out there and to make money what, not to, to save lives what was that i'm not, I'm not saying all well, i'm not saying all cops are bad i'm just saying there's a few of them out there that would let you go down and say, well, we couldn't do nothing until the crime was committed. If there's a threat on your life, that's a crime, a common law crime. If somebody threatens you with bodily injury, if you don't do something, that's a threat on your life, and that is a crime. And mm -hmm. people don't realize that. We've been blindsided through education system that has literally failed our own people in throughout the world because our education system is the premise for most countries since we go there to show them how democracy works <laughs> democracy is one step away from communism oh yeah oh yeah what were you saying randy about Destry? i was wondering uh, you had a question yeah last night when he was on i could i could could hardly hear him oh i know i gotta ask him about that 
what was he saying about um, back when they said cops had to have couldn't have an IQ better higher than eighty nine? Is that what he said? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think. Uh, <laughs> well, what do you say? Yeah, it's, I think somewhere in the department, the state department, police department here in Michigan, they they did not want to hire anybody with a certain uh, IQ of like yeah eighty nine or higher because they did not want them thinking for themselves. They wanted them basically to be just you know perfect little drones that'll follow orders and not question any of them. Uh, you know the higher ups, which doesn't surprise me. Wow. But yeah, yeah that, that was, was also that's the first time that, I ever that was also said about all them IRS agents they hired. They had to have had to stop their IQ at eighty nine. Oh my god, let me tell you, I saw those videos of those freaking JV juvenile freaking idiots. <laughs> oh, let me tell you something about those people. Having an IQ of eighty nine would be genius level for them. These people, I saw how they were holding these wooden little dummy guns. I wouldn't even trust them with a water pistol. And I'm not trying to be funny here. These people look so stupid and retarded. And their their simulation, I, I was waiting for like, I was waiting for somebody to come out and be like, okay, you, you, you've you all been punked. This has just, you know, been all BS. Like, 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 I was waiting for somebody to say, okay, and cut. <laughs> that, that gives us a good scene for the, you know, the biggest BS video of the year, ladies and gentlemen, for TikTok. <laughs> What you know, what if you bring somebody yeah. giving paintball guns when they went and done that little video to show you how many people shot each other walking the door? Because they were all, you know, that all would... waving at each other with the pistols. I mean, yeah, that, that, out, that is outstandingly funny. Did you yeah, see it... the, the, uh, the video? I think it was on. I don't know. If, I think it was on TikTok, maybe Facebook. I don't know where they showed uh, like five pictures of cities of homeless people and asked everybody if they could say where their cities were. And everyone guessed you know, <laughs> uh, everywhere but the United States. And Are you ended, serious? Yes. And it ended up it was Portland, Los Angeles, San Diego, and I believe Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah, it looked like third world countries. It's unbelievable. You know what's sad? So um, I, I I remember <laughs> I rarely roll through downtown Kalamazoo, Michigan, but I did in this case because there was a store that I had to deliver at. And in order to go back home, instead of backtracking and going what seems to be the faster route and just be all highway, I ended up just going through downtown. Well, the last time I did that was about a year and a half ago. In downtown Kalamazoo, you know, it's like any minor little tiny city. It's got, you know, good parts and bad parts. But the one thing I never really saw much of was um, homeless everywhere. Now, Grand Rapids, you see homeless everywhere. That's that's not a big, you know, like we we, that's normal. Um, It has been growing. But again, it's just something that we've always been accustomed to and seeing. Now, in Kalamazoo, when I rolled through downtown, I've never experienced, I've never witnessed, I swear to God, guys, there were so many homeless people, so many, I would say even more than Grand Rapids, there were so many homeless people everywhere. They were hanging out in the veterans uh, memorial area, like area under the pavilion where there's obviously, you know, they would, you know, carry on uh, uh, public, you know, events. They were everywhere and they were walking around like zombies. I, I, my heart broke for these people. Like I said, a year and a half ago, I rolled through this town and you, you maybe might see one or two rolling around 
But this time around, this was only three, four weeks ago. I must have saw about 60, 70 people just on my, you know, 10 minute jaunt through through Kalamazoo. I was like, oh, my goodness. That's sad. Very sad. Yeah. I was my heart was breaking for these people and I, I and I've been noticing more people sleeping in their cars doing stealth camping I've been noticing that and even my own local area here um and just you know people are hurting and you know God has blessed my wife and I pretty well I think um, um Randy I told you this story off the air you know in a private conversation one of my coworkers got severely injured and him and his wife are practically, you know, their 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 accounts are damn near drained down. Their credit cards are maxed out, and workman's comp doesn't want to pay him because. And even though he's got a rightful claim, he's got evidence that he got injured legitimately at work. It's not BS because other guys have almost injured their shoulder the same way on this same stupid loading arm at this rack that we load our trucks up. And anyway, to 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 sum it up, workman's comp doesn't want to pay him, and so. You know, like I said, I, I usually don't like to advertise what I do as far as charity, but, you know, we gave him money and, I, you know, a nice little portion. He about damn near cried. And I said, look, buddy, I said, God has blessed me and Katie. I said, and he's calling us to do this for you. And if you need more, please come back and ask. You know, it, people are hurting and we need to love on people and we need to be charitable in giving with a grateful heart without expecting anything back in return. Because, you know, the minute we try to give expecting something back later on in return, whether if it's from that person we gave to or from God and expect favor, that's the wrong way of giving. We need to just give without expecting anything because at the end of the day, this is not all this stuff, our cars, our houses, our money, the food we buy. It's not ours. It's just ours, the steward. Nope. You're right. You're right. Yep. But what people don't realize you- <laughs> is the joy you get out of giving. Mm-hmm. I mean, the joy that fills your heart when you can absolutely help someone, especially if nobody else knows you just do it. It's a good, the best feeling you'll ever feel. Oh, I love giving. And something else, something else that, that, that's kind of strange is you never see a U-Haul behind a hearse. Exactly. There you go. There you go. <laughs> well, you know, some there was a podcast at Scott on Bards FM. He said this one day. He goes, you know, he goes when he when Jesus talked about storing treasures in heaven and not treasures on earth for moths will get at it, right? And it ends up basically disintegrating over time. He goes, you think about those people that live during the time of Jesus, unless it's a relic that a church has. Are any of those items still existing now? More than likely not. And I started thinking about that. I'm like, wow. I'm like, that's pretty profound. Never thought about that. <laughs> so I like, I look around my house. I'm like, yeah, yeah all this crap's eventually going to end up in a landfill and get disintegrated into pretty much nothingness. That's right. That's right. It'll be gone. <laughs> the only thing you ever see is pottery or tools of some sort. That's you about know, it. Hard yeah. items. But, you know, it, it, We've gotten too lackadaisical in, in our lifestyles. I mean, people don't realize that here in the United States, just in the United States, the majority of the people who live in the United States who are the working class have more than 90% of the rest of the population in the world. Absolutely. And most yeah. of those people who have hardly nothing are even happier than the people who have everything. Oh, absolutely. The want is never filled. Exactly. It's never filled. Well, what I want to do, because uh, I know, Randy, you probably got 
you know, other things you need to get after. And we're getting a little late here, but I'm glad Podbean actually finally let you on. And actually, Ron, I'm glad that you were able to get on too. I'm going to mute you for a bit here, Ron, because we're going to close the show up. I wanted to have Randy. Okay. Um, thank you for joining us, Ron. And, and please, ch- you know, chime in all the time. As many, you know, as many times, it's been really busy leading up to this whole election thing, but I'm going to mute you in for a second here. But yeah, um, it, Please chime in more. Um, I want to start taking more calls from from regular listeners because I think it's great. Now, Randy, um, like I said, Podbean was being a, a little crap and was not cooperating last week. But Randy has a sublimation machine. He's going to be doing, you know, uh, tumblers for the His Hardline brand and coffee mugs and keychains if you desire them uh, i'm gonna just open it up to randy um because like i said i'm gonna i, I have photos i want to start posting them again on telegram it's just been so busy but randy take take the floor so what do you what do you got going on there okay uh me and my lovely wife donna we have purchased everything to do the sublimation um the people can get a hold of us and i'll put this out there you can put it on your website at uh, just crafting around j u s t c r a f t e n around two at gmail.com and uh what we got is we got all the hardline stuff there uh um, we're going to offer it at a discounted price um we're just getting into it so the tumblers, uh, they can get a hold of us. We'll tell them what the price is on everything. Um, I will only take what we need to supplement our stock and stuff like that. And we will share the profits with you, Jason, because I want to be a help to you to get that second mic that you've been wanting to get people into your basement and have two <laughs> people on and all that. Well, I appreciate that. Like I said, not, I'm not too worried about it. And like I said, you, you've you been gracious enough. I don't do this for the money. And if anything, like I said, I like to see people in this community uh, make money themselves. And so I want to see, you know, you and, and Donna, because it's it's fun. You know, I, I like making stuff too. And right. we do we do stuff to have fun. And But anyway, but I do appreciate that. And, and like I said, <clears throat> never expected but the big thing is I win either way, whether if you donate or not, don't care whether you do or not, because the brand is getting out there. The his hardline name is getting out there. And that's ultimately what's important to me. Like, you know, like I was saying, that TikTok video that got that garnered 34,000 views. There's no way that'll ever be monetized. But what matters to me is that the National Assembly website is getting put out there that means more people are gonna have a higher there's a higher likelihood of more people going to that website and finding out what the assembly is how we get our nation back how we get back to self-governing because to me that is what i want i want to see freedom i want to see god centered back at this nation again yes money helps pay bills yes money um is a good tool to get us food on the table, but that's not my God. I know that's not your God, Randy. Otherwise you wouldn't be doing what you're doing. But at the end of the day, I would love to see nothing more than everybody in this community that has a service that they're doing. I want to see everybody win. I want to see everybody make money, not because money is their, their God, but because money is a good tool and money could be used to bless other people that have less. 
and yeah. and I and I like that with you. I could see that spirit in you, and and God bless you, man. You and your wife Donna, uh, you guys are just you guys have been great people, and I feel like I've I've get I've gained a real good friend digitally here through you. And one day, love to have nothing more than be able to sit down at a dinner table and break bread with you. And I think that'd be excellent. Oh, that would be great. I got hey, I got one other uh, uh, thing I want to put out here. Yeah, yeah, please go ahead. Uh, I listened to a wonderful young lady that's doing, did do some um, podcasting. It's called Strength in Numbers. I hope you <laughs> kill me for this. It's your wife, Katie. I love it. She gives those devotions. I think there's, what, eight of them? Yeah, she, she got into it, and then she, like, stomped. I forgot what it was. Life got in her way, I think. She has got to get back to doing that. That I agree. sound wonderful. And all the hardliners need to go to Strength in Numbers and listen to your wife, Katie. Uh, what an angelic voice she has. She does. She really does. You know, she, you know, let me, let me just put this out there for anybody who doesn't know. So my wife and Destry just ch- chimed in here. You know, Destry even said this to me one time over the phone. He said, you know, you have yourself a good woman there. I said, oh, I know. I said, because she was dumb enough to see I do to me. I mean, anybody that says I do at the altar the first time. All right. You, you know, all right. You know, you may you may have made a mistake, but you do it twice now. <laughs> you're just you're a glutton for punishment. <laughs> but but all kidding aside, I have always said that her and God conspire against me. And she laughs because. If you would have, and I've said this to you before, Ron, in personal stories, personal conversations, you know, on the phone. If you would have met me 10, 11, 12 years ago, I was a heathen. Oh my God, was I a heathen? I was, I mean, it just, you know, uh, like I said, I, I watched porn. I drank a lot. I liked to smoke my weed. I was in and out of nightclubs. I was a promiscuous little man whore. I, I mean, it was, it was a terrible life. I mean, at the time I thought it was a great life, but I look back on it like, Oh my God, how did I not die, go to the hospital or end up under, you know, six feet under, but God had other plans for you. Yeah. And, and, and then here comes this feisty, you know, Irish redheaded, you know, Catholic firecracker of a girl named Katie and chased me down in Iowa. And her mom hated that, by the way. So I was in a job. I know this show is going a little long, but you know what? We're going to have a little fun with it. But I was when I used to do marketing and sales for the fitness industry, I was out in Iowa working with a snap fitness. And now I had met her in 2010 in Grand Haven because I was working with a YMCA here. In fact, I was her boss, as a matter of fact, if you can believe that, because she was a <laughs> she was a temporary your boss. <laughs> yeah, now she's a boss. See, imagine how the freaking turn of events have occurred. And and so we always kept in contact and we dated other people, still remaining friends. And it's funny, like we would go for four, five, six months not talk calling or talking because like when one was dating like in a committed relationship with somebody the other wasn't. So then that like, so like if she was dating someone, I would be blowing up her phone, seeing what she was up to, blah, blah, blah. Right. And she would always ignore me and ghost me. I'm like, huh. I'm like, okay. Then I would find a girlfriend. Right. And then yeah. she wouldn't be dating. Then she'd be blowing up my phone. Like it was this little stupid cat and game, cat and mouse game that we were playing. And, <laughs> and so finally fate would have it. 
that we were both single at the same time. She decided to come chase after me in Iowa. Her mom forbid it. Her mom, you know, she's a grown woman. No, you know, her mom's like, you're, you're breaking my heart doing this. You know this, right? And Kathy, if you're listening to this on the replay, you, you, you know, that you hated it at the time, but you know, you love me now. So if you're hearing this, you know, you know, you're glad your daughter went out there, but she did. She, she ran after me in her piece of crap Honda Accord that barely I'm surprised made it even past state lines, let alone go all the way to Iowa. And she met me out there in Centerville, Iowa. We, she hung out with me for, I think, I don't know, a week, maybe a little over a week. And yeah, October 13th, which was a Saturday at 2 AM two 3 AM. We made it official, if you will. We were boyfriend and girlfriend. <laughs> and, and yeah, you know, and, and, and she told her mom, listen, talk about power and word. She told her mom, mom, I'm coming back with a boyfriend. And, and she kept saying, Katie, he's a player. He's not going to get in a committed relationship with you. You are a foolish young girl. This is what yeah, she told her, right? Basically. Oh, and she came back with a boyfriend. Uh-oh. Uh And then, and then it was all downhill from there. And then here we are. (laughs) But I say all that to say this back to my wife and God conspiring against me. We were uh, working together on a marketing campaign in Iowa. And we went to one of those family Christian stores before they shut them all down nationwide, which that's sad. That was a cool store. And uh, I bought, you know, I bought a cross. And at the time, because like I said, I was, uh, I was trying to get in touch with a, a Catholic, my Catholic faith. This is again, before I started waking up to everything, but I bought a rosary at that time and I started praying more. Mm-hmm. Right. I never prayed. Right. I started praying. I started doing the hail Mary and the Lord's prayer, our father. Right. I started doing all that. And I started feeling better in my, in my soul. Like I started feeling good. I'm like, hmm. and I told her, I said, you know, you and God are conspiring against me. I said, I know what you guys are up to, yeah. you know? And so now, now here we are. Now we're in, you know, our eighth year of marriage. We've been together 10 years. We have a six-year-old. And I'll tell you, our marriage should have been in, ended in divorce probably seven, eight, nine times by, by now. I've lost count. And she's now at a point where I started realizing my role as the spiritual leader of the household. And I'm now starting to finally, I say now starting, but as of uh, late 2020 going into 2020, I finally pulled my head out of my rear end and started realizing that how Jason used to be is not how Jason can continuously be. Cause otherwise I'm going to lose my family. There you go. And God started putting it on my heart saying, well, you need to get to know me if you want to keep your family because you cannot keep your family. If you don't know me. There you and I go. started thinking, I'm like, Oh, so I started getting into a relationship with God. And then I started realizing, okay, I need to invite Christ in my heart. And he said, there you go. That's where it starts. You can't have anything here in this world, especially a good family and a good marriage, if you don't know me and have a relationship with me first. Because remember, I created you. That's right. That's right. And like I, 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 I'm... And I just—I I was just telling Katie this last night, as a matter of fact, or no, this morning, as a matter of fact, I said, you know, I said, I understand that cliche saying that we often hear, a family that prays together stays together. I said, because, and I think we should do a show on this, I think, in the future. Now I'm thinking about it, because a family that stays together, or excuse me, a family that prays together, and really, I mean, I'm talking really prays, directed prayer for a specific outcome, whether if it's, you know, I don't know, but when you pray 
that is a severe weapon against Satan and his little minions. And you have that full armor of God. Well, they can't touch you. That's right. That's right. And that when you have a family that prays together and those little devil minions can't touch you, that means your full armor is solid. It's solidified. It's, 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 it's tough. And it's not going to break through so long as you keep praying. And we've, we pray a lot together. And like lately our daughter has been acting out in the last week, week and a half. She's been terrible for Katie. I mean, so bad to the point where Katie wants to kick her out of the house and she's six, you know, we got another 12 more years before we can actually do that. But, but I told my wife, I said, you know, see the other day she acted out really bad. Really, really bad. I'll, I'll say this. Um, she was hitting and kicking, um, throwing a big fit. And I forgot what the situation was, but I, I was downstairs. and I usually try to let Katie handle business because Katie doesn't really like the way how I parent because I get I, I, I turn in my dad and then I get pissed. Yeah. And so I, I know that about myself and she knows that. So I she usually taps me in when there's nothing else that's working. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so I take a back seat to let her do what she feels she needs to do. Well, she got to a point, our daughter, where she just flat out was just uncontrollable. And I forgot what she did. I heard her hit Katie bad. Like it was, I heard it. <laughs> I oh, went wow. upstairs and I potched her on her, on her rear end. Uh, and I and, and and it took her by surprise. And of course, she cried. Of course, I said, you will not hit my wife. I said, you better sit here and think about exactly how terrible your actions are right now. This is unacceptable. And you are going to sit here and you're going to think about this. I said, this is this is not the haven. I know. Well, anyways, as I started walking back downstairs, I got this like thing, this message. It seemed like almost like an instant message from God. And it was him saying, you know, that's not your little girl. You know that, right? Like, that's not, that's not Haven. And I'm like thinking to myself, like, what are you talking about, God? Like, what do you mean that's not Haven? He goes, somebody's trying, you know, there's a demon trying to possess, trying to attack her. Well, last night we laid hands on her and we prayed over her. We said, God, I know this is not our daughter. Like our, we know our daughter and Mm -hmm. she's in there somewhere. Like whatever is in here. And, and of course, Haven's like looking at us like we're a bunch of nut chimes. <laughs> and I'm like, whatever is in here trying to take over and trying to make her lash out and act out. I said, we know that there's something in here trying to get her in trouble. We know there's something in here trying to get her, you know, just this is not her. So, you know, we pray all we pray that we cast whatever is trying to get after her. We pray that this demon goes to the foot of the cross and gets out of her. And we pray all this in your son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, wouldn't you, wouldn't, it was so amazing because today <laughs> we went out, did our business. Now she acted like a normal six-year-old, but not like she did for the last week and a half. Well, good. good. It was completely night and day. Even my wife was like, I can't believe that. I'm like, well, you should, because that's God working. Yes. Yep. I said, that is the power of the Lord's name. Yep. Yep. Well, they need direction. I mean, they'll, they'll push you to the limits to give them that direction, you know? Yeah. But she, uh, but at the end of the day though, Haven, you know, like I said, she's, you know, she's a normal six-year-old. She's going to have her fits and tantrums and she doesn't know how to regulate her emotions. And I get all that, you know, I do. That's why, that's why I try to take a seat 
and take a sit a seat back and just let Katie do her parenting because Katie has a more subtle and more I guess I don't want to say yeah I guess I would say more effective um understanding approach I guess if that makes sense to kind of get to the root of hey Haven why are you feeling like this like yeah. what's making you angry now me I'm like my dad I'm like no no you, you your ass is getting a punch on the rear end and you're gonna sit in your room for the next hour and think about what you did no that doesn't work for Haven because she's a stubborn little girl she's like her mother she is stubborn she don't have I mean, any father in her is that what you're saying oh man she's got more her mother in her than anything trust it was funny because as we were laying her down and tucking her in for bed this tonight what happened oh haven got into something and katie was like will you stop getting into stuff and so i went up next to katie and i whispered her in her ear i'm like you know that's your daughter she goes shut up i said <laughs> you snooped around and got in a lot of crap too you know it I know it because your mother shared that information with me. She goes, I know. Shut up. Oh, she did not like that at all. Katie's reaping what she sowed. <laughs> Listen, we found out that that Katie's mom um, cursed her. She wished that she would have a daughter just like her. Oh, when she. Oh, yeah. And Katie looked at her mom and looks at her mom every time she had like Haven has a big fit. And she goes, why would you have to curse me? And she goes, oh, just so you can have a taste of what I had when I was <laughs> when you were younger. I was like, and I looked at Kathy and I'm like, Kathy, I said, you know, you're screwing me over in this whole process. You never thought about the unintended consequence for the third party here. <laughs> what did I do wrong? Huh? <laughs> but anyway, and then she ends up, then she'll just be like, well, just get a beer. We'll, we'll, we'll settle over a beer. I'm like, you think yeah. you to, to my heart is to get a, you know, to get a beer. Yeah. Uh, you're right. Okay. I will get us some beer. <laughs> well, I just want the hardliners to go to Podbeam, type in strength in numbers and give it a listen. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. 10, 10, four on that. And then and what's your email again? So if people were interested in getting a tumbler or a coffee mug or whatever you guys got over there, what was the email again? Uh, I just put it up. It's just crafting around two at gmail.com. You scroll up. I, I thought I saw that. Hold on. How did I miss it? Where is it? Just crafting around. Oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Just crafting. So it's J U S T. See, in fact, you know what? I'm going to just copy this real quick, and I'm going to put it in my notes. I'm going to put it in the show notes. Okay. We copy. have uh, tumblers, cup, uh, regular coffee cups, keychains, koozies. Uh, my wife, Donna, is working on, she just started making earrings, and we're looking at getting possibly baseball caps. And if you'd like, I can send you a baseball cap with your his hard line on it. Oh, no need for that. No need for that. Cause I know that costs money, but that is cool though. I would like to see a picture if you do make one, like, you know, to, to, to put out there. Um, and then, um, if you have, uh, and I have pictures of some of this stuff, guys, and a nice video, I'm going to keep posting it on a daily basis as I remember. Cause like sometimes I forget, but, um, I'm also gonna put this on my website too. Um, I'm going to make a separate tab here. I've been wanting to do some updates on the website, but I'm going to put this up here. I'm going to also put the email. You can directly reach out to Randy. And, you know, him and Donna will get you hooked up. And like I said, at the end of the day, I win either way because the, the name's getting out there. And that's all I really care about. But anyway, I know it's getting late, Randy. And I'm so glad that we were able to get you on here. And Podbean wasn't being stupid. I'm glad we got to, you know, have Ron on. That's cool. Yesterday we had Destry on. So it seems like things are starting to trend uphill in the right direction, which is great. 
Yes, I'm, I'm glad I was able to get on too. I thought maybe I was jinxing you here. Nah, 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 nah. So we'll do this. We're going to end this here with a prayer. So let's, uh, let me find my little prayer piano music here. I think I have it here. Is this... on, Jason. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for this time together, for good company, good friends like Randy and Ron and people like Destry and Donna. We, we have so many good people. And we thank you because all these people play very pivotal roles in your greater plan. We realize that. And we and everybody has a unique gift, as we've just read in your great book and you know, chapter Isaiah chapter seven. You've given everybody a unique gift, and everybody needs to tap into that gift so we can work with that gift for the greater good. And we just pray that <clears throat> you always guide us, you always give us direction. And you shine the light in the areas of darkness that we need to go to. And we just, we're going to do our best to sow the seeds of faith and help people invite Jesus in their heart. And we just want to say thank you yet again for another day of life in good health. Because as usual, without good health, we have nothing else. So I want to pray all this in your awesome, awesome, holy son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So, Randy, Ron, thank you guys so much for joining us here. And and I hope everybody here who's listening in, I hope you all have a great day, great night. I'll be back here tomorrow. Let's see, tomorrow's Thursday. We'll do another uh, 1% with him and uh, maybe possibly another, you know, a His Hard Line uh, discussion. And then Friday at 8 a.m., I'm going to have a Brandenburg Block Hour. We'll see if that I can, you know, upload that one. Hopefully I can, you know, upload a recording because... Last week, Friday, I could only do 25 seconds of the intro, and that was it. That kind of sucked. I just want to say thank you, Jason, for everything you do. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Well, all right. Well, we'll we'll see you all back here tomorrow. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, here at His Heart Line, we are firm. We are steadfast. And we are uncompromising. We're going to remain as such because the enemy has crossed that line for that last time. And that's what we're all here to do. We're pushing that enemy back because they're not going to cross that line that belongs to Christ. They're not going to cross that line that belongs to God. Um, they've they've crossed that line one too many times, and it, it's they're done. They're just they're done. So wherever you're at in the world, I hope you all have a good day or night, and may you all have a God blessed evening or morning or afternoon. All right, bye bye, ladies and gentlemen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for the day. Thank you for joining us here at His Heart Line. Remember, we need to spend at least 15 minutes each day with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That is literally 1% of our time on a daily basis. Spend a little time in the Bible, spend some time in prayer. And you'd be amazed what Jesus will do to you. Drop. our website www.hishardline.com for all the latest updates.